This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to DNVR Buffs After Dark. Uh, I'm Henry Chisholm. We've got Superstar Dev back again. Uh, we are obviously going to be talking a lot about this Buffs game, but first of all, how's it going? Any Halloween plans? Yeah, I think we have a Nuggets uh, party, so I'm oh, excited yeah, to, right. to get dressed for that. Uh, right after the show, we're, we're going get, to get going. Okay. Hopefully the bar is popping. And, uh, I'm ready for that. What are you going to be? I'm going to be uh, Vegeta. Vegeta. What is Vegeta? A uh, Dragon Ball Z character. Oh, okay. okay. He's the best. He's, he's the GOAT. Oh, really? Is he uh, Is he the one that there's like the guy who wears the orange? No, he has the, the, the bad hairline. So he has like the M oh, hairline. Oh, is that why you... Uh, so how do you do that? You like draw it on? No, I'm going to... He actually goes Super Saiyan, so he has the hair. So he like changes oh, his hair. So I'm going to okay. have a, a big wig on. All right. What are you going to be? Uh, I'm, I don't really do costumes. Mm. It's actually been kind of a point of contention with my girlfriend she really hates that and she's saying like yeah no you you have to do it you have to wear a costume i was just like i don't i don't really do that <laughs> kale just walked in he is a spider-man if spider-man was a nuggets fan so Jokic man basically Jokic man <laughs> Jokic uniform with spider-man underneath it's a very unique look yeah, he's uh, a superhero I, I like it um that's enough halloween talk though there was uh plenty Plenty that happened on the field today when the Buffs lost fifty-two to twenty-nine to Oregon. Um, first of all, just like what, what's what's the vibe? One to ten, how you feeling about that game? I'm actually pretty high on the I game. Know. I, I <laughs> mean, I, I don't think that anybody expected CU to win that game. So nope. for them to go out there and put up twenty-nine points on you know a top twenty-five team in Oregon, also a team that has owned them, you know, for the you know the last uh, couple of years, like real blowouts. For yep. them to put up twenty-nine points and actually to 
to just show a different type of uh, uh, offense and actually some type of change on their side. I think that that's pretty much a win, uh, at least in my book. I think that's true. I go with like a, a, a seven. Honestly, it might even be higher than that. It's just tough because obviously the defense didn't play well. The defense really, really struggled. Um, they, they didn't get any stops, points on every drive. I think they got one stop uh, interception. Oh, that's right. They did get the interception. So yeah, I mean it, that happens, and you can't see that and be like, oh, this went well. But the offense scored twenty nine points, which is the third most of the season, with the others being against Arizona and Northern Colorado. I think that that is progress, and I think that that kind of outweighs the negatives for the defense. First of all, because Oregon is really good, and they do that to a lot of guys. And Nate Lamon's out, and. I'm not too worried about the defense. I never thought we'd see this from the offense. I think that that was my big takeaway, you know, especially for that defense is how would they respond without Nate Lemon? How important is he to that team? Mm-hmm. Um, CU has been struggling this year, especially, and then a lot of it is to the, the offense. So for their best player and most important player, uh, who's Nate Lemon, to be out of the yep. game, I was like, how would they respond? How, how are they going to get anything going whatsoever? Um, on the defensive end, he answered a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. He's their most important player, and they, they truly do need him. I feel like he would have put a lot more pressure on them, at least to just make them think about it. I feel like that they were running wherever they wanted to. They was getting like eight a pop, it felt like, at times. So yep. for them to be missing their best player um, and still compete like a, as hard as they did, like I, I'm impressed, not with the defense, but just the team's overall uh, morale. For sure. Um, I'm, this is kind of a nice little segue into the biggest takeaways, but – what, what is the biggest takeaway today? The biggest takeaway um, is if you make a change, maybe it really does spark a bigger change. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they, they just fired their, their, their offensive line coach, uh, and that was a big point of emphasis is to try to get some type of help for um, running backs, some type of help for their quarterback to try to get him going again. As soon as the change comes – that is a tough spot to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, you make that type of change and you're like, okay, well, now we're playing against a top 25 team. Yep. We're playing against a team that kind of owns us right now. So we, we're not expecting to see a change right now. But that mm-hmm. was something that I seen immediately. That was like a, a, a big, you know, point of emphasis in the game was to see if they could try to run or get anything going. I felt like the line was, if, if you want to give me a scale of that, I think the line was uh, eight. I think uh, so too. Today. I mean, Oregon had six sacks last week. They have the best player in college football. He's a pass rusher. Um, and they got six sacks last week, one sack today. That's a great performance for any offensive line. And considering everything that they've been through, just, I mean, straight up how bad they have been to this point in the season, this was a, a huge turnaround. And I didn't think we'd see that. I didn't think that you could make a change and five days later, see the results pay off in the way they did today. I do think that's the biggest takeaway. I think I'm. my question is, are we bought in now? Is this just what this offensive line is? Are they going to be able to... And they didn't run the ball great today, but better than they have in the past. And more importantly, Brennan Lewis had time to throw the ball. I want to see it for a different week. And also, it makes you like wonder and question to look back. What would their... their record had been had they had um some offensive like an offensive line mm-hmm. that they could trust in what yep. would it look like for brent like even lewis if he was able to have some time 
or if he was able to try to make like plays happen. This was a game that I feel like he extended plays with, with running because he was mm -hmm. confident. He didn't feel like he was getting smacked every single time that he was back there. He yep. wasn't running for his life the entire time. There was some lanes. There was all, like lanes that were open. He had time to throw the ball. So I question like how it would look if, if they would have went to it sooner, um, which I don't want to call for anybody's job. But changes had to happen. Absolutely. Um, Brendan Lewis played really well. 25 of 33 224 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, he ran the ball only once. It was 17 yards. Sorry, that's Brendan Rice. So many Brendans. Eight times for 10 yards, but there's a sack in there too. It's a, it's It was a great performance from Brendan Lewis, and that's, again, not something that I expected in any way. Just how high are we on Brendan Lewis at this point? This is the quarterback that they brought in. This is the quarterback mm -hmm. that they wanted to be their quarterback of the future. A quarterback that's confident. A quarterback that could extend plays with like his legs yep. and, and finding that time. And also, what was big is we saw a blend. There was a lot of check down passes, but also mm -hmm. he took a few chances that we have not seen him take. He he had a couple of bombs. He he found guys open um, on the second check down. Like, okay, yep. that's not open. Let's find somewhere else. Let's like... Let's scan the field and try to find somebody. And that's how they, you know, put points up on the board. So I'm high on them right now. I would mm -hmm. like to see them do it again just so I can, you know, verify like, okay, that wasn't a one-time thing. They kind of caught him by surprise. But things are trending up for him, especially with how he's looked as of late. I feel like that was his best performance of the year. I totally agree. Um, and you know, all season people have been saying, and people, we should be specific. You know, Carl Durrell has been saying this is not – a Brendan Lewis problem. Sure, he has his his issues and things to work out, but it's the offensive line that makes it look like it's this bad. He does belong as like a, a starting quarterback. It's just that the offensive line is making him look this bad. And I had my doubts. I didn't think that that was true. And I actually had a chance to talk with Montana Lamonius Craig at the basketball game on Wednesday. We just ran into each other. And, and one of the things that he pointed out was that he thought that it was the offensive line. It's like, if you give Brendan time, he's going to be just fine. And again, I, I was skeptical, but for the first time he had time and the results speak for themselves. Again, we can't totally buy in and say that he's, he's totally fixed, but what, this is a stretch where he completed 12 passes in a row. He, he missed the first one, but hit 12 in a row after that. That's a great performance. It was a great performance. Yeah, and for for his coach to back him, like while he's going through, um, pretty much just like a, a low. He was just in a low, mm -hmm. could not get out of it for two and months. For months, more more than like that. to have multiple games in a row of just basically dud after dud, and for your coach to still believe in you and to you know have his back and keep saying like this is not who we see in practice. The line has to, you know, get it together and to call them out and to be, you know, upfront about that. And then also you talk to um, a receiver on this team, a guy that's not even really catching the ball often. You know, when when a receiver is not getting the ball, then he's upset typically. Oh, yeah. That's a person that's like, OK, he needs to try to find a, give me, like, a way to give me the ball. But for him to to also say it's not a, a Brendan Lewis thing, that means that they do see different. They do see a leader because, I, I mean, I just feel like, that's just kind of what it is, especially with people like worrying about themselves. So I feel like that 
that says more than you know what we've actually been seeing is for some mm-hmm. everyone else to back him and then he goes and has a performance like this um and especially against a, a top ranked team where eyes are on him um mm-hmm. you could see that like type of change a lot of guys like um like just don't play up to to, to the big games and yep. he had a big game against a really really good team so I'm 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 really high on him right now. I feel like that that was really really a good game that he desperately needed and yep. CU desperately needed. Absolutely. And again, now now it's kind of time to be like, okay, maybe there is a future here because there there just wasn't all that much to point at through the first seven games of the season to say he was going to be the starter again next season. You know, it, it was just it kind of felt like a foregone conclusion that they were going to move on to somebody else because. The numbers were terrible. I mean, the eye test was terrible. But now you see a game like that, and it's like, okay, Colorado might have something. And that's where I am right now is I'm not willing to say that he is the starter next year, but I am willing to say that it's going to be at the very least competitive, and we'll see what happens over the course of the rest of the season. I feel like uh, my last big takeaway here, Brendan Rice. Mm. Is Brendan Rice the best football player on this team? At least potential, like wise, mm-hmm. he is. He just he looks different than every other player. He does. Strong, athletic, mm-hmm. um, confident. You you could see those things in the way that he plays. Um, and, and he hasn't been a player that's even been down um, when things are not going his way. Yep. Uh, it was it was great to see him have a, a big game. And I talk about like people desperately needing uh, like a positive thing to happen. He desperately needed to have a big game versus a big-time team to say, okay, this is a quarterback that I could get behind. Mm-hmm. Th- this is just me, like my own personal opinion. I felt like he was going to have to try to transfer. I just like he's not getting the ball. Mm-hmm. He's Jerry Rice's son. You know, like he's he, he's a, a quarterback with – I'm sorry, he's a receiver with un, like untapped and unlimited potential, and it just was not working out. So for – for him to actually be keyed in on and, and to get the targets, to get the catches, to get the yards, to get the touchdown, those were some big-time plays that, that were made today. And that connection, like, is growing. But today, like, it hit it hit like a, a real – I'm not going to say peak, but it was a high spot that they really needed to to get them together on. So it was great to see them to, uh, to, to, to connect, mm-hmm. um, just to say, hey, you could trust in me. Give me a chance. And I feel like there was a lot of chance plays where he was like, okay, that's all you had to do. Totally. Exactly. And, and again, just every time he touches the ball, something happens. Whether it's the kick returns, whether it's little screens, he is really, really good. And I'm at the point where, I, yeah, he has potential. I think he's just a good football player, a really good football player right now. And he might be the best player on the team. You know, you look at, like, Nate Landman. You look at, I mean, that's got to be a conversation, right? Brandon eight. I mean, Jarek hasn't been himself so far this season, so it's it's tight. If you look at guys that could play at the next level, he has to be at the top of that list because yep. he has all of the intangibles. He has the size. I mean, he has the name. But even if you take away that, he just looks a lot different. He has things that you could take if you're an NFL team. Mm-hmm. That a lot of the you know not not even a lot the other players on the team don't have so he does have to be in that discussion and now it's starting to get together whoever made the decision for him to now start catching you know kick returns and punts and things of that nature genius 
because now he's happy. He feels like he's getting a chance to touch the ball. He's getting a chance to make plays. Playmakers mm -hmm. need the ball in their hands in any way that you could possibly get them that. So him being able to have the ball like a few times, that's how you generate yourself and that's how you get yourself going because I know there has to be a, a moment on the sideline where Lewis is like, he's making some like pretty big plays like right now. Let's try to get him going. The coaches also are like, hey, just throw it up there and see what he can do and we've seen what he can do. He is... He is so much fun to watch. And that's the other thing is that it's not even just like he's good. He is exciting and fun. And it, uh, Buffs are lucky to have him. The Buffs are really lucky to have him. Um, let's shout out our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, we love everything that they do. Uh, so many great drinks. I had, what, I had, I had a couple seltzers yesterday. Those were uh, very good, as they always are. Um, I don't know, with Halloween... I'm trying to think, what's, what's like a Halloween beer from Breckenridge? What's something that, that feels like... Some uh, pumpkin spice something? Yeah. Something pumpkin. Do they have a pumpkin one? I'm sure everything has pumpkin. That, Around the holidays, that crazy? everything has pumpkin. They are scary. Yeah, that was pretty there. good. That was pretty good. Whatever it is, you really can't go wrong. Like I said, it's just all really good stuff. Uh, so make sure that you go and check all that out. Also, check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, DraftKings, they, they have so many incredible products that they give us. Uh, they have uh, so many awesome deals. Uh, what? I? Uh... Oh, here's the thing. Last night, I hit two same-game parlays. Went to the Nuggets game and uh, put together two of them. I, I also had Will Barton to score the first basket because there was a boost on those two. It was like 25% bonus. Um, so I was like, well... I'll throw that out there. He didn't get the first one, but he got the second and third baskets in the game. It was like plus 1,200. But I also hit uh, 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 same game parlay. It was plus 1,200. One that was like plus 450. <sighs> Just so nice. It's so <laughs> nice to, to go watch the Nuggets play and have my ticket paid for because the Nuggets are really good. And they're plus money tonight, so I'll be taking that too. Um, if you're a new user, you can put $5 on any NFL game this week. If that... If the team that you pick wins, you take the money line, bet them to win the game. If it happens, you get $200 in free bets, plus you obviously won that bet too. So it's a $5 bet. You probably win another 5 bucks. Definitely get in on that. And make sure you use the code DNVR to take advantage of that promotion. Uh, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hundred. All right, um, let's uh, let's jump in with some helmet stickers. There were a lot of good things that happened in that game. I know it was a fifty-two to twenty-nine loss, but seriously, I feel like there's a lot of options today, and I'll let you go first. Um, who who you got? The person that needed to have the the big play the most, and I feel like that's their quarterback. Yep, um, Lewis. Really, uh, you look at that game and you see a guy that he, he played different. Also, they made sure that the offense was geared towards what he was best at. So he, he had ultimate protection at all times. Mm -hmm. and, and just making that type of uh, change allowed him to try to make plays happen. Um, the checkdowns was like great because that's what he feels confident in doing. If you could do that a, a ton of ways and mm -hmm. have those you know new and different options – that like that 
we've been talking about for weeks how you gear your offense towards your quarterback, and I feel like they did that today, and and he made sure that he made plays happen. So, um, you know, 25 of 33, uh, 76% completion rate, um, three touchdowns thrown, 224 yards against Oregon. Wow. You got to give him a sticker. Like, that's a, that's a big game, and that's something that you could uh, gain some momentum on. Absolutely. Um, I will uh, I'll go with William Vlahos, new offensive line coach. Um, mm. we, we've talked about this already, but I really did not think that he could turn things around this quickly. And honestly, I have a really tough time believing it. Like, like it's are they just going to show up and be bad again next week? Is it like it just doesn't make any sense, and I I don't have any reason that it wouldn't be for real. That's Oregon. That's Kayvon Thibodeau. Nothing else changed, but they got so 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 much better, and I guess it's just for real. I guess it's just for real. So helmet sticker for William Blahos. Uh, you could give a helmet sticker to the entire offensive line if you wanted, but absolutely, new coach will give him some credit. I'm gonna give a, a sticker to Alex Fontenot. That's a good one. Just for him to to get put into a situation where he was not, you know, a part of the offense or or getting much run, but to just stay ready for when his time is called, and to, for him to make plays happen. Mm-hmm. This is still a, a very awkward running back room right now where they're not getting a lot of carries. Um, which, you know, I'm not really understanding. But also, this is the first time that the offense have looked, you know, good. So, yeah. that I mean, that plays a part into it. And also, that that's an uptick. That's trending in the right directions, d- direction. But for him to have eight carries, 42 yards, and also score a touchdown on the ground and through the air, that shows, like, how dynamic of a player he is. And, and mm-hmm. he, looks, he looked like his old self. He did. So. I agree. And that was going to be where I was going to go next. Um Gets a touchdown. Just so many tough yards. Like, it seemed like today he really got back to that. Um, it w- wasn't dancing around. wasn't trying to, too hard to get to the edge. He just put his head down, and it worked for him. Um, obviously not a great performance from the defense, but I'm going to give a helmet sticker to Isaiah Lewis. Uh, the Buffs had the, the one stop all game, and that was Isaiah Lewis who got the interception. Um, props for that, and... Yeah, deserves it. He deserves it. It was the one bright spot today. Um, I'm going to give my last uh, sticker to Ty Robinson. <laughs> That's first, a good one. Yeah, first career touchdown for the you know the the freshman mm-hmm. um, playing in his first year and in, in just learning the offense. Um, him and Chase Penry coming in as true freshman receivers in a really talented uh, receiving group. That goes a long way, and, and, and especially when you look at, you know, how the receptions have been over the, over the last two years, mm-hmm. how the yards have been coming in and, and how the touchdowns are coming in. For him to come in and finally get his touchdown, get that monkey off his back, I feel like he's going to be a really, really good receiver for the Buffalo. So for him to finally get on that board, I know that that feels good, uh, and it feels good for the, the quarterback to know that he got him to that point. He's, mm-hmm. he's able to throw those touchdowns. Yep. Um. I'll go with Brady Russell. He he had the one catch where he was just bowling over guys. And it seems like that happens every time he touches the ball. It seems like whenever they're able to get it to him, he makes something happen. Um, and I don't know. because The strange thing is that it's like he's not 
uh, like super fast or anything like that, but he gets so many yards after the catch, and it's all just determination, and it, it's kind of like a part of his personality. It's why people like Brady Russell. On top of that, you know, he's out there blocking, do a whole bunch of dirty work too. What, it was only three catches, 42 yards. Deserves a helmet sticker. Did a lot of good work. Yeah, and I mean, we don't have to say it, but we got to just say it because, I mean, of course you give a, a sticker to Brendan Lewis. Uh, he has his best game of, of his year or his career, really, yep. right now. Um, and I don't want them to look at, you know, that and say, like, these guys are drunk. They're not even going to mention, you know, <laughs> the, the, the player of the game. But he was huge on that. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and this is a good point by Tyler Brown because I was actually going to go to a sticker for that. Chev has to get uh, yeah, one. He does. He that's really, a good one. That, like, that's a guy that like was not stubborn. Like He was like, something has to change. My job's on the line. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my best player the ball any means necessary. Also, I'm going to have ultimate protection for the quarterback to get him going. But we're going to just like stick to our like our game plan and just try to change things up as well in the, in the middle of that. So... I mean, I like that. Yep. I think Darren Cheverini definitely deserves one. Um, what a tough situation he's in. You know, obviously, like, things are not going well. Like, when you are last in the country in yards per game, and by, like, a pretty significant margin, too, there's just a, a way that things go. And the way that things go is you get fired at the end of the season. And that's just a tough reality to have to live with. Like, the way things are going right now, I will be fired in a month, two months, whatever it is. Now, you can obviously get your way out of the the hole, and this performance is the start of that. And if he strings together a couple more, this offense really gets going, he could absolutely be back in Boulder next year. But just to be in that circumstance, and obviously, like, he's not a rookie. Like, he's he's been in the football world for 20, 25 years. He knows what the situation is. He is not oblivious to it. And to have to go in and work every single day, have that on your mind, I, I can't imagine what that's like. Um, but obviously, he was able to, to, to button some things up with this team. Um, the offensive line played better, and I think it allowed him to succeed more than he has in the past. And... Props to him. Totally deserves a helmet sticker. Go take that coach out for stakes. Yes. Chef. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you got, you're saving me right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that's it for my helmet stickers. I don't think there's anybody else. Um, before we get out of here, let's just uh, let's just talk about this team going forward. You know, like what what are the expectations right now? Because I do think the offense seems like it's turned a corner. And it absolutely has. That's an Oregon defense that's pretty solid. So now do we start looking at Colorado and saying, you know, they've got Oregon State next week. And I haven't paid attention to what's happened today. Um, but Oregon State, that's that's kind of like this surprise team in the Pac-12. They're 5-2. and two. Uh, They are down 10-0 to Cal right now. But... W- you're setting the line for this game. What do you set it at? That, that is such a tough one. Really, I, w- I would. I don't know what I would even. I know. Just because if you go off of like this game and how they perform, you're like, okay, I want to be higher on CU. It seems yep. like they're trying to figure things out on offense. Um, but also, I have not seen these two teams play in four years. So, yeah. 
I don't know how to like base it on yeah. that. What do you What do you say? What do you, do you I don't know. A, do you put it as a pick'em? I uh, part of me thinks yeah, you put it as a pick'em. Part of me thinks ah, it's got to be. 10, 11 points for Oregon State. You just look at the body of work. They've been really solid. Minus 10? Something like that. But I mean, yeah. but you, I, I see the argument for, for Pickham. Yeah, I feel like, and that's probably where it winds up. It's it's going to be either 7.5 or 6.5. It's going to be one side of that touchdown. Um, I think that's fair. But but again, that's totally different. And I just realized we forgot at the end of helmet stickers. DraftKings, king of the game. Brendan Rice, of course. Um, it was incredible. 162 return yards on top of that. Shout out to uh, the Buffs defense for making that possible. But yeah, I do think that, that that's where I'm at. And and sure, you still look at the schedule and say, I don't know that you have many winnable games left here. Um, but I'm excited to watch. If you play uh, Oregon State the same way that you played Oregon, mm-hmm. I feel like you, you, you get an upset win there. Yeah. If Nate's back too, yep that that has to be the game that you try to get a win. The other ones are really like tough, um, but at least you you get yourself going in the right direction. Um, I'm not saying that you feel like this was a win itself because yeah. I mean at the end of the day it counted as a loss. But you you, you perform well against Oregon nationally televised game, then you go against Oregon State, and you know you already have you know something there. Yep, something extra in that type of game, and then you just try to just reel off a, a few different uh, wins or just just few good games in a row, especially just trying to get it going on the offensive end. So you you definitely are entertained with this type of game. Totally, totally. And a, and a good point here from Tyler again, um, pointing out Deion Smith might not deserve a sticker for this game, but he deserves a longer look. I, I tweeted a couple weeks ago that every time he touches the ball, something good happens. That happens in the fourth quarter when the game's already decided. Um, and so you don't really know what happens when you play him with the the starters. But he is just so fast. He is so fast. And he's big, too. And I don't think that he's... I don't think he's an all-conference back. But I do think that he has enough tools that you do need to get him the ball to see if he becomes that kind of back. And the only way to get there is to... to to run the ball. And today you look at the carries eight for Alex Fontenot, six for Jarek Broussard, seven for Deion Smith. He had more carries than, than Jarek did. Which says a lot. Yeah. But also I think the big thing with, with Deion is he's an electric player. So mm-hmm. when he does have a play, you remember it. It, yep. it sticks out in a different way. It's like in basketball when a guy has two or three like explosive dunks and finishes with six points, you're like, he was destroying today he had himself a monster game and you're like he only has six points but those were such big points mm-hmm. in the game and those were momentum like changers and, and and game shifters and i feel like he's a game shifter yep another player that you just kind of playmakers you have to give him the ball he's a guy that has to have the ball in his hand so they just got to try to figure out how to get him the ball he's he he's a big time player i agree i totally agree and you know, Rashad Clayton had the, like, little minor knee surgery. Um, I don't think we've gotten a timeline. He wasn't with the team today. Um, but that does kind of open the door up a little bit for, for somebody like Dion. And, you know, that combined with Carl saying that Joe Davis is redshirting this year and he's played in the four games, and so he, it was his idea he wanted to sit out and save that year of eligibility. Right now there really are three backs right there, and – 
it's going to mean that Dion's going to get touches. And so he's going to get the opportunity now, which I, I, I totally think he is deserved. And I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Who else? Is there anybody else you think needs more touches? Just touches? Just to have the ball just in touches. their hands? Or, or even even anybody like on the defensive side where it's like you just need to get them out there more. You know, I like like Ty Robinson is always, it feels like, making plays when he's out there. Um, who else? Montana's fast. I mean, I want Arias to have the ball. I, I just, I know, <laughs> because he just—he's also one of those like high potential guys that it yep. looks like he should be doing a whole lot more than what he's doing. Um, so I can't wait for that to happen. I know I it's, want- it's crazy though because we've been waiting for so long, and just like, is it? <coughs> does it ever happen? Because, I mean, what you've got one more year with him? Yeah. <laughs> so many tools and he could be one of those guys who's just like a senior year he puts it together um and, and i don't know i think that all these guys all these receivers they get kind of a bad rap just because of the the, the offense mm-hmm. and the fact that nothing was going well like when you're only producing 100 total passing yards in a game nobody's going to really break out and so i think it'd be easy to say like ah daniel arias more of the same still not making the plays that, that you need him to make but I do think that in these last, what, four games, we're going to see this offense kind of break out a little bit more. And it'll be fun to finally see which of these receivers are, are a part of that. All right. Um, let's see. I want to see what these scores are for these other games, but it's not pulling up. Um, we... Uh, we should get to stock report real quick. Let's see. We've talked about most of the players. I'm just curious. Who who do you want to buy? Who do you want to sell right now? Right now, I'm going to buy Alex Fontenot. No. I just feel like uh, with him now starting to get the like like more carries and also for mm-hmm. them to see some type of success with him getting more carries. And also, Broussard finishing with the third most amount of carries. I feel like he's rising up. I want to buy some stock from them because I feel like they're going to go through him. Mm-hmm. You know, with this coaching staff, it is hard to say what the, like, the plan is. I think that they just go with whoever the yeah. hot man is or whoever has. In your first couple of carries, whoever has the, the most yards in, in that time, that's what we're riding with. And also, I think a lot of it has to do with game planning and like having a big back or having a speed back and things like that. But I feel like he is a guy that has the blend of all of it. He has the speed. He has the size. He knows how to make big plays. He knows how to get open. I just feel like that's a player that you can use. So I, his stock is up for me. I'm like 90% sure somebody just walked in the door wearing an Eric costume. Like there's, there's like a bomber jacket. There's like a goatee that doesn't look real. There's a, like the, the hat that he wears. I, I can't see him right now, but... Maybe I'm crazy, but I'm pretty sure somebody just walked in wearing an, an Eric Weedham costume. <laughs> that would be the best. I know. I just realized Actually, how good that'd be. That's what. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, that that's great. That's great. <laughs> it also might have just been Eric, and maybe <laughs> I'm crazy. But uh, uh, that's just how the guy looks. Damn it! Everybody was like laughing too when he walked in. I was like, yeah, that might yeah. be what's going on. Um, I'll go with uh. It's really tough to say that I want to buy Brendan Lewis stock right now because it's up. And that means it's more expensive. 
and you need him to build on top of that performance. But I will say that because you've seen seven games that have been disappointing and now one game that's been good, there's reason to doubt it. Again, it came against Oregon, and you have all these reasons to think that it's for real. But I think that anybody is going to be hesitant to say that this is going to be consistently replicated. And if he does go out there next week and put together a good game, I think that because of how much he struggled, he does need kind of two games for the stock to really, really <laughs> rebound. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to buy some Brendan Lewis stock. Um, I feel good about it. You know whose stock I'm I'm stunk I'm gonna get rid of? Whose? I just don't need it right now. Oh no. Mark Berry. Yeah. I just feel like yeah. he stood out in his game in all the wrong we- reasons. I mm-hmm. feel like he was a part of every big play that the that the Ducks had tonight. Um he he just was missing assignments, missing tackles. Mm-hmm. Um part of every highlight reel, it feels like. Um, there was times that it looked like Makai Blackman was like expecting help and he was not there for it. Um, I feel like every week he's like a part of like the main tacklers, like he's the leading tackler every week. Yeah. Or or at least close to it. But also there's like so many things that we're not looking at and it's like the the misassignments and just kind of I'm not even gonna say not knowing where he is, but just being a part of, of the highlight reels in the wrong way. So I don't want yep. that on me and I just want him to bounce back and just to put his team into like better positions. Um, I wonder if this is a game that he gets called out for or if they like discuss like, hey, this is where we're supposed to do or anything like that. But I just don't want that right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, he did struggle today. And I think that, you know, he's he's struggled at points. He's made some plays too. Um, and I think that he is one of the guys who catches probably a little bit too much hate. I think that because the rest of that defense is so good, when somebody makes a mistake, it just gets amplified. Mm -hmm. Like, it becomes so obvious. Um, Today, though, he really did struggle. And today, like you said, I mean, it was the highlight plays where, you know, there was the touchdown at the end where it's like, ah, he he sat back a little bit instead of coming up. Or, like, he took the inside route instead of the the deep guy behind him. Or, you know, there was was a run where it's like, ah, he had an opportunity at the end. There was one regress. And so... There's just these plays that stand out. And, you know, a, a lot of the time I feel like with the defensive guys, it's really hard to evaluate them during the game. Unless it's like, a, oh, Vaughn Miller had three sacks. It's like, what a great game. So much of it, it's just like you're, you're paying attention to different things on different plays. So you really have to go through and rewatch. But he did stand out. It was it was basically all those highlight plays. He's he's in there somewhere, and just it just sucks. And I think that uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the defensive guys probably struggled today. When you go back and watch, Mark Perry just did it loudly. Uh, what do you think of Jarek Broussard? Um, I mean, he doesn't – here's what I'll say. He really struggled through the first seven games of the season. There wasn't a lot that you point at and say that went well or for a, an entire game or even like a half. You just didn't see it. Also, the offensive line was terrible. And while the offensive line did get a lot better, 
I think that a lot of it today was in the in the passing game. The pass protection got a lot better, and the run blocking was better for sure. But it didn't take that same jump, um, and so I'm still in kind of like a wait and see with Jarek, but. I, I, I don't have the same hopes that, that I did at the start of the season, and I do think that he just hasn't looked like he did last year. I think with a guy like that, that uh, that hit like was just, uh, you know, the, just won the award for the player of the year yeah. and things like that, and um, he had expectations heading into the season, and he didn't live up to those expectations. A lot of it was on the offense of line, but also I think a lot of it was on – I don't even know how often I'm going to get the ball. I don't know when I'm going to get the ball. Uh, yeah. There's other guys that are getting the ball around the same as I am, and I'm the person that just won, the, you know, the player of yep. the year. So it makes it – I feel like it's a not even all, like, confidence or, um, like, getting in his own head, but it's just kind of like the uh, – he, he can't find a rhythm. He can't get mm-hmm. into a zone. He yep. can't find a groove at all because it's just like – how am I the running back for the future, but you have all these other guys that are getting the same amount of carries as I am? Also, you guys are saying that it is the offensive line. You guys are seeing the same issues yep. that I'm seeing, but also I'm not getting the ball and I'm being punished for it. So I think it's a it's a tough spot to be in for him. Totally. Um, just because it looks completely different than what it was last year. He was getting the ball a whole, a whole bunch. The line was like blocking for him. <laughs> he had, you know, he, yeah. he had an offense that could, you know, move the ball up the field. Not great, but at least they were moving it. So mm-hmm. for there to be just a complete change and he's like, I feel like at times he feel like it's me. Like you guys think it's me that's having the issues. It's, yep. it's all of us. Like whole offense is down. So that's where I would uh, attribute all that to. Yeah. And there, there are definitely guys who need to get into a rhythm. And sometimes you, like what you expect is for that to be like a bigger back. You know, it's a guy who, like, goes and he's just running the defense over and wearing him down, and by the fourth quarter, he's going. But I do think that Jarek, what we've seen is that he is that kind of runner. Like, you do need to get him going and feed him for him to be himself. He's not it's, – it's like in basketball. Like, there's some guys who they can just knock down, like, the, the two or three shots that they get per game. There's others where you just got to feed him and let him go and let him cook and let him keep going. And I think Jarek's one of those guys – probably worth noting he's averaging four yards per carry this season which i mean isn't like a mind-boggling number or anything like that but when you remember how much this offense is struggling and the offensive line in particular to see four yards per carry it's like oh yeah it's not like it's not like it's terrible so yeah um here's a question um, with linebackers like Marvin Ham, Jack Lamb, Robert Barnes, Mr. Williams, is Quinn Perry really the best option for early down inside linebacker? He seems like an okay tackler when he gets there, but not fast enough. Yeah, I do think, I don't know, the, what they are looking for at linebacker is somebody who can bring down running backs. And they've made it very clear that that is what is most important. Like, you are finding somebody who can go make plays in the run game, and then if they can do stuff in coverage, then that's great too. I'm not saying I necessarily, like, agree with that strategy. I don't I don't hate it. But Quinn Perry is the big guy. He's the guy who goes out there and, and hits the hole. And, you know, the way I put it is, like, he plays like Nate Landman, except he doesn't have the same instincts. And so 
if Nate's hitting a guy at the line of scrimmage, Quinn Perry's going to hit him a, a yard and a half after the line of scrimmage. And on top of that, he's not going to hit him so hard. He doesn't have that presence. And so when you're missing those pieces, he's kind of just like a replacement-level player. He's just a linebacker out there. I just feel like with them uh, knowing that they was going to miss Mustafa this year, um, I feel like they were like, we're just going to stop the run up front. Yeah. We're going to have our linebackers also stopping the run, and we're going to trust in our defensive backs because we have a really good, uh, talented group behind them. It's not on them to or the linebackers to you know like guard um at that position we're going to trust in everyone else around them we need guys that can stop the run like you just said so i feel like it was it's, it's pretty much in the game plan of that's what he's focused on i feel like at the next level or if, yeah. if he does play at that then the focus is going to be on um you know guarding people and, and trying to make plays in that way as well but right now they don't need him for that that's not mm -hmm. what they have him set up for so i think it's yep. game plan and i do think that I do want to see more of those other guys. I, I do think that, you know, if if Jarek Broussard is getting equal touches with two other running backs, you should be having probably pretty equal snaps, I think, with Quinn Perry and with those other guys. And, and again, like, I don't get to watch practice. We don't know what's happening. It could be that those guys are struggling and they are not ready. And even if Quinn Perry isn't the flashiest linebacker, he's still their best option. Um, and so there is that piece of it too, but I do think that I would absolutely be uh, throwing those other guys out there. Um, I guess we kind of got sidetracked there, but before we get out of here, any more uh, buy, buy, buying or selling stocks that you want to do? I'll finish up with, uh, just because I just brought him up, um, Mustafa. Okay. I just feel like um, a guy that, you know, felt like he should have been drafted but was not mm -hmm. i thought that he would come back with a chip on his shoulder like to prove to um the nfl teams that pass on him like hey i'm the guy that you guys should have had i'm the mm -hmm. guy in the pac-12 on that you know side of the field i'm the best player on this team because i mean he left to go to the nfl so you know you, you feel yeah. like you had to have something going for you and there's just I just feel like he's invisible right now. I just don't I don't see those um, highlight plays. I don't see him, you know, making those plays that can change the or impact the game in the ways that they should. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like he's on the opposing team's game plan and, and bulletin board like material like, hey, let's watch out for this guy. And yep. I would like for that to change. So right now I'm gonna I don't even know how much stock there is. Like I, I feel like it was up when he was like coming back where mm -hmm. Puffs are getting back Mustafa, but since then there hasn't been any change, so I guess I could wait and see. But also, if it if he has one that's trending up, I would either like to see him actually just – I would lose that stock completely, and it's like, oh, he blew up, but I would like to get rid of it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll add one more. I'm buying Brendan Rice stock. It's high. Mm. It's expensive, but it's going to keep going up. And that's obviously an NFL player, and – that just means it's valuable. Like when he does make it there, when he does become that guy, yeah. I mean, that's just, you got to do it, and I'm going to do it. Um, that's going to do it for today. We've got to get out of here, but uh, we'll be back soon to talk more buffs. This week, we've got a basketball preview on the way. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and buffs football? Is it is it fun again, Dev? It, it feels like it, at I least so. today. Off of a loss. Like that. That's a positive. I'm excited to see Brendan Lewis. I'm excited to see Brendan Rice. I'm excited to see a lot of things. I uh, hope you guys are too. Uh, that'll do it for today, and we'll see you guys soon.